The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, welcome everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm very excited about my first guest today, because I feel that what he writes about is what I experience. My guest is Michael Zimmer. And his book is The Lonely Entrepreneur. And the subtitle is The Difference Between Success and Failure is Your Perspective. And here's what's in the inside of the cover, which I think is very telling. Congratulations, you are an entrepreneur. You should be proud to be part of that unique class of individuals called entrepreneurs that show the grit and strength of character to pursue their vision and take on all challenges along the way. You're lucky to work on your passion every day. You're a superhero with trials not find in mere mortals. You are not alone. You share a special bond with your fellow entrepreneurs who, like you, feel the daily impact of this rewarding, challenging, and humbling identity we call entrepreneurship. All of us together, empowered by the lonely entrepreneur, are about to embark on a journey from surviving to thriving. Michael, that is so beautifully written, and, and I, everything here is what I feel. I mean, it's... Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and thanks yeah, for the kind words. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I think, um, and I, I'd like to share this before we start. I think it's really, this is something that's important that's being written, because I think that people don't realize that when you are an entrepreneur and you're really doing it, you're, you're on your own. You may have a team around you, but you're creating new paths every single day. And as you have written, it's very exciting. And you have a lot of passion, but it's also scary, and there's also a lot of challenge. But those of us that stay with it see the rewards. So let's ask you, first of all, why and how you decided to write this book. I think that's really important. Well, I think that um, for those of you who know the story, I was a corporate lawyer in New York City and left um, a New York law job to start a healthcare technology company, the first to reward people for being healthy. And in the early 2000s, and it was a brand new concept, didn't exist. Uh, and we really fought really, really hard, really against the healthcare industry for the better part of a decade with all the blood, sweat, and tears, you know, that goes with an entrepreneurial venture. And then in 2008, when we really had started to make it, and got to be known as the company that really started this industry. The company that we had built over this decade uh, nearly got destroyed almost overnight in the financial crisis of 2008. And, you know, uh, we spent the next two years of working, you know, 20-hour days just to save what it took us 10 years to build. And we were fortunate enough to kind of resurrect it, stabilize it, and then successfully sell it a little while later. And I literally was just taking it easy. You know, I'd been through that crazy experience uh, and I started doing some entrepreneur coaching. And one common theme amongst all the entrepreneurs I was coaching was the struggle. 
And certainly we had experienced that through our decade and the financial crisis. And one of them said to me, being an entrepreneur is really lonely. And I, I realized, I wasn't even really planning on doing it. I realized that there wasn't kind of a single destination for entrepreneurs that really understood the struggle, but then also provided solutions to all the common, you know, business and personal issues that we all face when we're in the midst of that struggle. So that was the beginning of the end, as they say. <laughs> wow. And what have you learned along the way? I mean, what would you, if someone came to you and said, Michael, I've got this fabulous idea, I'm really fired up, I know I can do this, what, was, what would be the first thing you would say to them? Uh, first and foremost, you have to really think of being an entrepreneur not as a job, but as an identity. And, yes. and no different than a, you know, a mother tries to get better as a mother or a, or a golfer tries to get better as a golfer and works on their golf game. Um, you're not a great entrepreneur day one. And I think that kind of we do a little bit of a disservice to entrepreneurs by saying, hey, listen, if you just have passion and grit, you'll be fine. Um, and I would say being an entrepreneur is a skill that you have to work on. If you think about all the different things that you have to take in and process and learn, um, you really have to embrace that journey of getting better at it and embracing the kind of the humility and learning that goes with that. You know, that would be number one. And number two is you need to be able to bring in people that are objective to talk to you about yes. your idea. Um, yeah. You know, we say in the book you're under the influence of four Ps, you know, pressure, passion, pleasure and pain. And when we're under the influence of those four Ps, you know, we develop a whole bunch of flawed perspectives, not the least of which is, hey, I know there's a, you know, a thousand meatball shops here in New York where I live, but my, my meatballs are better than everybody, right? So you need, um, in addition to bracing the journey, you really need to be able to, to have some folks that can objectively tell you whether your idea has merit or not. And there's obviously a lot more, but that's where I'd start. Yeah, it's interesting. You you write that, you know, some entrepreneurs are visionaries, but you say that becoming a successful entrepreneur is something that can be taught. And I, I'd like to comment on that from my perspective and then have you talk about this. You know, for me, I became an entrepreneur not to be not by choice really, but because the only way that I saw that what I wanted to do would happen would be to do it on my own. And it was, and I, I don't even know. I mean, when I look back, I just did it. I didn't do business plans. I didn't consult 20 people. I just did it in the height of the recession. And I, you know, I look back now, was I nuts? (laughs) But you know, and someone else said to me the other day, a thinker, he said to me, but you know what? If you really had known what you were going to go through, would you have done it? Very interesting question. You know, would you have still done it? And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. And yet I look now and I say the rewards are incredible. But you have to be able to withstand a lot of unknowns. There are no guarantees. I mean, there's no guarantee with a nine-to-five job either. But at least for a certain amount of time, you know you're going to get that paycheck. Yep. Whereas non-entrepreneur, it, it's not the same. Go ahead, Michael. No, I, I don't think there's any other endeavor that you'll do in your life where you combine the business, the personal, and this emotional connection to it, maybe having a baby, right? Um, But when all that kind of gets blended together, it's very difficult to discern. I mean, think about even the advice that you got. You might go to somebody else who might have five minutes later who you respect who might give you completely different advice, right? And so what I really mean by getting better at it is I don't think we've really said – 
we've actually started to have to develop the skills as an entrepreneur. Some of that are how you process your idea or run a business, right, or deal with the personal issues that go with it. Um, but, but entrepreneurism, you know, blends all those different things together. I believe that entrepreneurism is actually a mix of kind of nurture and nature. I think you have to be born with certain things, right, certain DNA, vision, the ability to take some risk. But I also think that, that you can actually build upon and improve your skills. I mean, why did two coffee shops here in New York City, New York City one succeeds and one doesn't succeed? Um, a lot of times it's just how well, you know, how well you do it. And I think that's one of the things certainly that I wake up every day thinking about now with the lonely entrepreneur is how do we help an entrepreneur get better at it? Because I don't think it's a fait accompli. I don't think you just show up and I am who I am and I have an idea. It's just actually how, how you actually go about doing it and, and improve upon it. So, but it, it's that, and it, I do think grit does play a role, but as you said, it's much more than that. You can't be a bull in a china shop. You have to take in so much, so many perspectives. Do you, don't you agree in what you're doing? Totally, and, and I think in a lot of ways we have said, as long as you have passion and grit and a good idea, you're fine. Um, you know, said differently, of course you have to have passion and grit to be able to do this because of all the things we've just been talking about. Um, but, but you have to be able to do it better. I mean, if you think of it this way, imagine if passion and grit were kind of gas in your gas tank and you only had a limited amount of it. Wouldn't you try to drive more efficiently? Like, wouldn't you try to make sure you had the right vehicle? I mean, that's what we can't do. We can't say, okay, just because you're passionate about it, your idea, you're going to have enough gas in the tank. Um, you have to be able to understand what you need to be able to do, improve on the actual skills and actually define, you know, we, we mentioned a couple of them, but there's lots and lots of skills and perspectives that you have to get better on. So you can really, you know, you want to tap into that passion all the time, but sometimes you're going to need that, that grit, you know, in the worst of times. Um, you don't want to have to tap into it every day because you're just not doing it that well. Yeah, it's interesting because I have, four, I have five Ps that I wrote many years ago in my first book, mm. and it's five Ps to success. Passion's one of them. But I have different ones. I have purpose, have to have a purpose, then a plan, then passion, then persistence, and then patience. And I think you would add all of that to these as well. Oh, yeah. I think that's important. I think it's important. And I think it's just there's so much that goes into entrepreneurism. You know, there's, there's personal, there's emotional, there's business, there's the humility and learning. I mean, it's really a very complex animal that is very different to your point around corporate America. It's in corporate America, there are certain structures that you put yourself into, and certainly there can be challenges there. Um, but there but really isn't anything that. like right. entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. Right. They, they, they have a roadmap already. Now, there's, there's a sentence here that you wrote that I think is, I mean, it's critical, and I think it's the crux of, of the whole thing. The struggle is believing in your vision and making others believe in your vision and in you. And that, for me... That has been the challenge. That has been the struggle. There's no question. And I've done it. But that takes time, particularly when you're doing something in a way that's a little different from the way other people do it. It's, um, yeah, so it almost by time. definition, right, you're doing something different. You know, whether you're developing the new groundbreaking technology or simply opening up a new flower shop, right, you in your own mind are doing it somehow differently that the market needs. And by that very nature there's going to be things that don't make sense. There's going to be roadblocks that you run into just by virtue of that. And so, you know, you have to be able to be steadfast in your vision. Don't get wrong. You have to think through it. I know when, when I left my law firm, I probably spent six months, you know, business planning and thinking and, 
you know, trying to figure out was this, was there a market there? Was this the right product? How to go about it? Um, but what I would also say is that, you know, in the midst of believing that, um, there is competition in every single type of business. There isn't a business today that Exxon couldn't be in tomorrow or Google couldn't be in tomorrow. So you always have competition. It's, a, it's the way you go about it differently. And how do you use, you know, entrepreneurs lack capital and people and, and distribution. What we don't lack is the ability to think differently. Exactly. And so, all right. Thank you. Go ahead. And with all that competition, that's the types of stuff you have to bring to life to, to align to the struggle of getting people to believe in you and believe in your vision. All right. We're going to take a break. And with that, my guest is Michael Gilmer. His book is The Lonely Entrepreneur. The difference between success and failure is your perspective. Michael Gilmer is an entrepreneur who is considered the founder not only of a company, but of an industry. Michael left his job as a New York corporate attorney to fulfill his entrepreneurial spirit when he started Instant One. The first company provide rewards for healthy behavior. Michael sold his company in 2013 and is considered a pioneer of the health rewards industry. He's now a professional speaker, consultant, and coach for startup businesses and entrepreneurs. All right, folks, uh, we will be right back with Michael Gilmer. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. My guest is Michael Gilmer, and his book is The Lonely Entrepreneur. The difference between success and failure is definitely your perspective. And again, Michael Gilmer is an entrepreneur who's considered the founder of not only a company, but an industry. He left his job as a New York corporate attorney to fulfill his entrepreneurial spirit when he started Incent One, the first company to provide rewards for healthy behavior. He sold his company in 2013 and is considered a pioneer in the health rewards industry. Michael is now a professional speaker, consultant, and coach for startup businesses and entrepreneurs. Welcome back, Michael. Thank you. Okay. So um, we, I, I want to talk about this. There's, there's some, some very interesting points here, particularly the word the brutal truth. And we've heard so many so-called brutal truths in the past few months with these campaigns, but the word brutal speaks to me, and it's a harsh word. But talk about the brutal truth as well as foundation and perspective. Yeah, I think that, you know, if we as entrepreneurs are, are not doing as well as we'd like to do or we're struggling, you know, even though we're the only ones that, you know, put in the money and lose sleep and, you know, cry and drink and all that kind of stuff that goes with it, <laughs> You know, the brutal reality is it's, is it's our fault. I mean, we as the entrepreneur have to get better at it and we have to be able to change our perspectives about it. I mean, everything, you know, when you're under the pressure of being an entrepreneur, we develop this, these flawed perspectives. For example, we talked about, you know, the, how the passion impacts you. So imagine if you're sitting across the table from an employee that you're about to hire and your, your passion for your idea is so great that you can't see that that employee is not is not qualified. And so what the brutal truth really says is we really have to look at ourselves and acknowledge, number one, that this is a journey to be a better entrepreneur, but number two, um, what are the things that I'm good at? What are the things that I'm not good at? And how do I embrace, you know, the humility that goes with saying, hey, I'm going to be a better entrepreneur. And once you kind of accept that, then you start to think it, look at a lot of the different things that come across your desk as a little bit differently than you did before. Yeah, I, I think, um, well, this would, you can answer this question because this is what I wanted to say. What separates the entrepreneurs who thrive and the ones who crumble? And many startups, people happen, 50% startups fail, but then people can be in business for years and have a setback or lose a client. So yep. talk about uh, those who survive and those who don't. You know what, it's... it's Everybody kind of gets on the ride with certain of those foundational um, characteristics. But, you know, why is it that one, one person that enters a ballet class does better than another, right? Why does one that enters, you know, Major League Baseball do better? You know, they all have the basics to be successful. Um, yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, it's really how you do it. So if you wake up every day and you go, I can't prioritize. I have to do everything at the same time. Versus the entrepreneur says, nope, I know I feel that way. But if I don't set the top three priorities of the company and really stick to them, I'm going to get off course. Those are same exact person, same exact amount of time and effort and resources. So what I would say is it's really how you do it, which is how do we actually get people to improve their skill as an entrepreneur, whether it's the hiring example I gave, the priority setting I gave, and obviously there's, there's hundreds more. 
Yeah, that's a very good point. And also, too, I think you can extend that to the whole concept of networking. You know, now, yes, it's so important to network, and I network all the time, but I network differently now the way I networked eight or nine years ago when I first started, restarted, right? I mean, then it was like you just go out and you meet everybody. You go to everything, and that was great. I'm much more selective now. I really look and I really think before I just run to a group. So, I mean, it, things change because otherwise, again, like you said, you are diffusing your energy, and your energy and your time is really your backbone. You know, if you don't have that, you don't have your business. So think about what you just said in terms of you getting better at it. You know, day one, you'd go to a, a cocktail party where you had a whole bunch of random people there. And day two, right. if your customer was, you know, potentially somebody that might advertise on your radio show and you went just to those types of venues, same effort, same time, right? You're just doing it more efficiently. Where that really comes to life with entrepreneurs is around chasing customers. You know, what entrepreneurs will do, mm-hmm. all of us will say, you know, I'll go to Saturn if somebody, I can find a paying customer, right? So they'll we'll yeah. bounce all over anywhere just to get revenue, as opposed to saying, you know what, I'm just going to sell to men whose last name starts with the letter B. That's right. And I'm going to find yeah. where they yeah. live, where they hang out, what they buy, and I'll get better and better and better, and I'll go to the networking events just for people with the letter B. Those are examples of, you know, our, our passion and the pressure causes us to say, I'll go to Saturn, I'll go to any network event, as opposed to how do we get better at it? Do I just go to the more specific networking event and do right. I only chase the customers that I'm really focused on? But I think the other point to what you're saying is that if you do that and you just go anywhere and people feel that desperation, there's an energy you put out that people feel it. They, they, you may not say it, you may act like you don't need them, but there is that kind of neediness that comes across. So I think you have to be careful there as well. Do you agree? And I also think, yeah, I think that, that in that particular scenario, but really anywhere, if you're really struggling, if you really feel like, you know, the analogy of, you know, kind of running in quicksand every day, um, that no doubt puts it out in energy to third parties, but it also really wears on you. Um, mm-hmm. And so by, on, the other to, on the other hand, when you start to get momentum, right, when you start to, you make, you make the one hire instead of making a poor hire, you make a good hire, right? Or you go to a networking event where it's more efficient, right? Or you chase a customer and maybe you don't win the customer, but you learn something about, you know, guys whose names start with the letter B. That's energizing. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you actually get, you're actually building upon yesterday as opposed to feeling like, okay, I'll try something new today without that faith. So it's the energy that you give off to third parties, but it's also, also your ability that is, you, you know, it's like the nothing succeeds like success. When you feel that, right, mm-hmm. you're more confident, you're more direct, you're more thoughtful, um, you sleep better, right? It really can build on itself mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're making progress every day. Oh, there's no question. No question. Let's talk about communication and how important clear communication is for a company and an entrepreneur's success. What steps should an entrepreneur take so that they're not misunderstood? So what's so interesting about those about early stage entrepreneur ventures is that, you know, we as the founders, let's say, we know every detail, right, from day one. We've been living it, breathing it, dreaming about it. And for some reason we seem to think that everybody else in the world needs to know all those details. <laughs> um we we kinda use this analogy of, you know, your balloon is full. Uh like for example, if you asked me, Hey, do you prefer Mike or Michael? You know, I'd give you thirty minutes on my pricing model, right? Just because mm-hmm. I need to 
the air in the balloon to go somewhere. So again, it's a matter of this brutal truth of accepting. It's our perspective that's screwed up. Our job as the leader is to be simple and clear, right? It's not to be complex and detail-oriented because not everybody's thinking about it the same way we are. So with communication, mm-hmm. there's simple things that you can do. One is, instead of writing 50 emails to everybody who's involved in your organization about what's going on, put together a one-pager on Monday morning that you send out right. every week that details, here's the things that are going on. When you're writing emails mm-hmm. to people and you're communicating, almost think of it like Twitter. <laughs> think of it, you only have 140 characters, right? Yeah. Um, I was coaching somebody that wrote this long email to me, and she's like, what do you think? I go, I'd never read that. I'd never read a 10-paragraph email. So, so you have to realize that it's our perspective that's screwed up in the sense that we think everybody has to know anything. Our real skills, if we can boil it down to simple things like one-pagers and simple one-paragraphs that communicate the message clearly. Yeah. All right. I mean, we could just go on. We really need a longer <laughs> program. But what would be your message? What do you want to leave the entrepreneur with in terms of your, your real bottom-line message here? Um, it, it's really a function of you improving as an entrepreneur. You've heard me say that a couple of different times. I think embracing that journey and figuring out how to do it is really the key. It's a competitive world. There's nothing more rewarding than being an entrepreneur, but it is a struggle. And so you've got to wake up every single day and improve as an entrepreneur. And I think if you embrace that and you seek that, that gives you the opportunity to be successful, not just from a learning perspective, but actually going back to your desk and seeing you know, the results in your business. Terrific. How can people find you, learn more about your work, Michael, or be part of your work? Um, you can find us at LonelyEntrepreneur.com, and on there we've got a whole series of free resources like our free blog as well as coaching programs, and obviously you can buy the book there or at Amazon. And then in the first quarter of next year, I think I mentioned we're launching a whole uh, online subscription that's going to give people access to tons and tons of resources to try to help them with the you know, the very problems that we're dealing about here. So it's, it's basically right. lonelyentrepreneur.com. Thank you so much. It was very inspiring and enlightening for me and I know for the listeners. Thank you, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. My guest has been Michael Dermer. The book is The Lonely Entrepreneur. You can log on to lonelyentrepreneur.com. All right. Coming up next is my next guest right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. Uh, stay tuned. We will be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 